Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for February 2nd, 2020, the fourth Sunday of the Epiphany. So our fourth Epiphany. Aha! Go forth. <laughs> uh, um, go forth on the second. Um, uh, so uh, we are coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And, uh, and I would like to uh, swing over to our word, uh, uh, which is actually, again, another phrase because I add the word the in front of it. <laughs> but, Yahwist. Oh. Why would you add the? It's called, it's literally on the website as the Yahwist. Oh, okay. Okay, that's actually helpful. Okay. <laughs> as I recall, that is, is a description of one of the authors, or technically I believe they say editors, of the Hebrew Scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Then I'll keep going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that they use different words, but yes. Yeah. Particularly within the um, earliest books of the Hebrew scriptures, there there can be identified a number of different um, literary traditions, maybe is a neutral way of putting it. Mm -hmm. And the Yaoist is the description of one of those of the one of those traditions slash the the person who created that tradi tradition, presumably like with the Gospels, writing down from the Yaoist community the um, passages that we now identify as being from the Yaoist. It wasn't something he made up mm -hmm. or she made up, um, but rather a gathering of the oral tradition. Yeah, uh, they define it. This, uh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, they define it this way. Name given to one of the four sources of the Pentateuch by that, scholars. That list is getting longer I'm sure. some scholars, but yeah, four, um, four is the conservative number. I gotcha. Um, uh, one of the four sources of the Pentateuch by scholars who accepted the document theory of the Pentateuch's composition. Um, it is called the Yahwist because it uses the name Yahweh for God, which has been in We're our discussion about. in the past couple of weeks, uh, from the time of creation. It is found in the books of Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, and perhaps, and this is very specific, Judges, chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 5. Not much of it, just a bit. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit of Judges. Uh, it tells of the creation and the primeval history, the ancestors, the oppression of the Hebrew people, and the call of Moses, the Exodus, the covenant of Sinai, uh, and the wilderness wanderings. Thus, it provided the basic outline for the entire Pentateuch, and it may have been written in Jerusalem around 950 B.C. Mm -hmm. So, um, Genesis, Exodus, fairly familiar to, to our listeners. Numbers. Less so. <laughs> Tends uh, not to be on the greatest hits list. Judges 1, chapter uh, chapter 1, <laughs> verse 1 through chapter 2, verse 5. I would pay you $100 out there if you could tell me what that is without looking it up. Uh, so, uh, and yet Judges is one of the more action-packed books yes, of the Bible. Yes. And again, I think I made this lament last week. Uh, we don't read from them enough. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the history of the kings and the judges uh, is... Fascinating. Yeah. Some um, weird stuff happens. Some super weird stuff happens. Some great <laughs> historical accounts. But because it doesn't necessarily uh, push forward yeah. the theory of our Messiah, it's like we leave it on the cutting room floor. Yeah, and which that's is, a good way to put it. And it's a real shame because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, 
the main thrust of Christianity is this. So if it doesn't fit within that parameters, mm -hmm. within those parameters of storytelling, um, you know, it, it maybe it doesn't. It's not as useful. But it's 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 really interesting stuff, um, and uh, we need to do we need to do a whole series on going back on that. So uh, yeah, maybe when we finish this lectionary, allow series. me to commission you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and just as a word of explanation. Um, Read Judges and Kings, but it's not, don't read it with the, what am I supposed to learn from it perspective? Because most of it is a, is truly meant to be a description of human behavior mm -hmm. and that humans haven't changed in right. the 3,000 years since right. these things transpired. Absolutely. That we're pretty poorly behaved. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and yet God doesn't abandon us. And that's, that's, that's the punchline. There you go. There's the punchline. But yeah, it, 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 it does seem as though um, like, we've hinted at it or, or maybe even discussed it directly on the podcast before. We get in our own head on a lot of these things mm -hmm. uh, of trying to find the meaning and trying yeah. to find. And, and, and it's almost as if uh, because none of these verses, uh, none of yeah. these books have that, which then we twist and misguide ourselves on. Uh, Let's not talk about it on Sunday. Yeah, they don't. They they don't have a soundbite verse. Right, right. Even though there's some very soundbite, uh, just in single context, like yeah. great soundbites in there, just not in relation to the right. overall Christian story. That is like, <laughs> so we're going to stick with the prophecies, yeah. and we're going to stick with the, uh, the you know the the gospel stories, mm -hmm. and the everyone loves a good psalm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone loves a good psalm. But uh, but yeah, sadly, uh, those fun stories. We should maybe that'll be our next podcast, which will be like going through the the yeah. the, 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 the goofy parts, <laughs> the goofy parts, some serious goofy parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a great idea. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you, you've got more time in the week, right? Let's, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> record two or three podcasts at once. Um, well, let's uh, let's move over to our first reading. We're going to read from the book of Micah, which we don't mm -hmm. do very often. Uh, but uh, Micah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear you, mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with, its, with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt, and redeemed you from the house of slavery. slavery. And I sent you before you Moses, Aram, Aaron, and Miriam, O oh, my people, remember now what King Balak mm -hmm. of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened to Shittim, to, uh, to, from Shittim to Gilgag, Gilgal. Man, I am having trouble today. <laughs> Gilgal, uh, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my trans transgression, the fruit of my body from the sin for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Um, do we? Should we? 
<laughs> yes. Should we be? Will the Lord be pleased with the thousands of rams? Oh, oh no! I just meant verse eight. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. He want told that. you, uh, <laughs> it, do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, um, for a lot of people, that that this verse eight um, to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. For many people, that's their very favorite Bible verse. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. For, it's this, the message is simple. Yeah, it's not a giant checklist of X Y Z. It's yeah, and it's. A summary, and intentionally, a summary of all prophetic teaching from the Hebrew Scriptures. Okay. Micah was very intentionally saying, this is it. Around when was Micah written? About the same time as Isaiah. Okay. So very similar uh, um, uh, time period, mm -hmm. both prophets. Uh, Micah is a, considered a minor prophet, right. but only, because, only really because of the size of the writing, not because of who he was or, well, I mean, obviously Isaiah is huge because it's reference point for a lot of gospel. Right. Uh, there's a lot of gospel intertwinings uh, and there's a lot of Messiah prophecies as part of, or at least and even, later on became Messiah prophecies. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and even within Judaism, it carries a lot of theological weight. Okay. So, um, the minor prophets were those who were more or less giving commentary on the major prophets. Okay. Um, so what uh, my people, oh, my people, remember now uh, what there, there sounds like stories here. The king of uh, remember what happened to King Balak of Moab what, or what he devised. What did he devise? Any ideas? <laughs> um, well, verses three through five. Okay, I have to step back even further. Verse one, hear what the Lord says, rise, plead your case before the mountains. Let the, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. This is a, this takes the context of a legal argument as they were formed in the time of Micah, um, Isaiah, etc. So mm -hmm. from six, we know Okay, God has a complaint because the people have not fulfilled the covenant. So, for, okay. which we are one to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so, three through five is a description of how the people have not fulfilled the covenant. Gotcha. So, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, look, remember so, all that I did for you, and then remember you all did. <laughs> the things you did. And it's focused. Primarily on leadership. That's okay. Micah's ongoing theme is that the travails of Israel are the result of unholy kings, unfaithful mm -hmm. kings, lazy kings. And the particular King Balak um, asked for a, per a curse to be brought down on the army of Israel. And the prophet, who's not related to the false god called Balaam, refused to do that curse. Oh, okay. Um, but that's how out of line the king was that he thought that was possible. Um, and yet God didn't abandon them, even though they kept dropping, even though especially the kings kept dropping the covenant ball. So then starting with verse six, mm -hmm. this is the rebuttal from the defendant. Okay. Of burnt offerings aren't going to be good enough. 
um, 10,000 rivers of oil. Right. Aren't going Nothing to can make up for this. Nothing. And it even goes to, <clears throat> shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? That's a reference to human sacrifice, mm. which was not uncommon around the Middle East. It was, it was completely prohibited by Judaism. And that was one of the radical changes to world religions. Mm -hmm. um, and then verse 8 is the, is the judgment, so to speak, that, okay, here's how we're going to fix it. Right. This is the reconciliation. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. We'll all be good. Right. Throw in one of those rivers of oil, though. <laughs> nope. Don't need it. Not required. Um, so so well, you touched on something, then my, my brain immediately switched a little bit. Sure. Uh, um, to uh, human sacrifices. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, the reason why the Isaiah and Jacob story, yeah. it, it, that that is expressly saying, this thing that's going on elsewhere is expressly rejected by exactly. God. Exactly. Even though God initially asked for it. Yeah, it, it's basically one of those things of, I could do it if I wanted, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's because otherwise, in a sense, there's we could see a rumor formed of, well, you know, God of Israel is too weak to even get a human sacrifice. Gotcha. And so this way, God could say, no, I could if I wanted, mm -hmm. and I do not. Got it. Even though the th that story still unnerves me because I can never read that story and not put myself in the son's shoes. Well, when you're a little older, you'll put yourself in the father's shoes. <laughs> Maybe, but I, like I can't, I, I just can't even imagine uh, yeah. that, 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 you know, coming. Yeah. What's that conversation coming down from the mountain like? Uh, you want to tell me what the heck was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> I'll buy you an ice cream when we get back to town. <laughs> Don't mention it to your mother. <laughs> Don't tell your mother. Um, I'm totally telling mom. You're in deep trouble. <laughs> and I am sleeping with my back against the wall from now on. And by the way, the whole wide world's going to know about it forever. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just. I'm, okay, okay. Keep going. I'm writing this down. Yeah. I'm writing this down. <laughs> fair criticism. Fair criticism. <laughs> Poor kid needed therapy, I'm sure. <laughs> My dad tried to murder me. <laughs> well, some would say Jacob did. Yeah. <laughs> we will look to see how his life unfolds. Ooh, goodness. Um, okay, anything anything else here from Micah? I think that I asked all my questions. Yeah. I, it's a again, great passage. And it's interesting, it's a relatively short book. And mm -hmm. it's interesting to read the whole book to see how it goes back and forth between this boy, you guys have messed up. But God is merciful. Right. It has that. But the uh, fix is easier than you think. Yeah. Yeah. It has that circular, in a blessed way, circular um, pattern that's mm. really cool. Hmm. Cool. Um, well, then let's move on to 1 Corinthians. Uh -huh. uh, last we left off in, in last week's episode. Now, uh, chapter 1, verse 18 through 31. Uh, just for context, since we're, this is one of the ones where we're kind of going along and story, the last portion of the reading had been Paul saying, I didn't come here to baptize. Baptism is not the issue. Stop splitting the, um, the, the, the church the, the over message. who baptized yeah. you. Or, or, and stop, stop trying to elevate myself or mm -hmm. others. It's Christ is the focal point. Let's get back to it. Um, yeah, we're overlapping one verse to get us rolling. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so this part, first part will sound familiar. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are believed, who are being <laughs> saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the, the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs, and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful, but many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world things that are not to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So, uh, uh, in his very Paul way, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, says it a number of different ways, but touches on, hey, look, God at his worst is way better than our, us at our best. Uh, and uh, it, it is interesting that he does touch on, um, I guess, what would be considered uh, tropes yeah. uh, that in a way still kind of hold up to this day, if you think about it. Greeks did uh, gear a lot of their culture around wisdom. Uh, 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 Greek philosophy is still mm -hmm. something that we learn about today. Uh, and um, it's interesting that his, his his he points out that uh, Jews are are, are the, the Jewish people are, are are predominantly looking for signs and mm -hmm. and some sort of masterful um, you know overarching undeniable thing uh, uh, to to uh, appear to them well, and tell, I, show them the roadmap of where they should be going. I think you're taking that a little far. Yeah, am it, I? Okay. Yeah, I mean it's because they're. Remember, Paul's a very devout Jewish person, mm -hmm. and what he's referring to is that the Jewish people were used to the burning bush, mm -hmm. were used to the tablets from Moses, um, that the, the Hebrew scriptures are full of signs that then have been treasured and repeated over and over and over through sure. the history of Judaism. Um and so that's where their spirituality is focused. It's too strong a word, but it's oriented. That's where I'm looking for. It's okay. oriented. So he's not putting down signs. Otherwise, we wouldn't, he wouldn't be talking about the resurrection, because that mm -hmm. certainly is a huge sign. But, um, but he is talking about how you can't be stuck with what you've known in the past. You have to be open oh, to the okay. new stuff. So, so what he's really talking about is stop, stop, 
stop staying in those stories of old and be aware of what's going on now. This new story. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, Where... Where is it written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart? What is he referring to there? Let's see. What, what verse is that? 19? Um, Isaiah 29. Okay, so it's in Isaiah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Is, is that also uh, where it's written in verse 31, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord? No, that one's in Jeremiah. Okay. And... It's very close to what we just had from Micah, if, if I may read it. Yes, please, you may. Um, nope, never mind, I changed my mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but let those who boast, boast in this, that they understand and know me, that I am the Lord. I act with steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, says hmm. the Lord. Hmm, okay. So he is, uh, while he's chastising them not to stay stuck in the past, uh, he's also then invoking uh, oh yeah over and over <laughs> the past yeah um, yes that, so that's one of the reasons we know he's not saying well the Jews aren't saved because mm-hmm. okay he, yeah he's still keeping both feet in the Jewish tradition gotcha but but um, he really doesn't do much to redeem the Greek philosophical tradition um, beyond the way beyond his repeated use of that approach <laughs> gotcha yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, so he's not simply saying, oh, all religion is great. Instead, he's he's thoroughly rooted in Judaism and sees Greek philosophy as a tool, but not divine. Um, did uh, did you did you happen happen to catch the uh, the exceptional dig that he throws in there as kind of like a hidden gem? Or at least maybe this is just the way it comes out in translation. But uh, the way, when I read it, I was like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Which <No>? one? <laughs> the one that stuck out to me is in 26. Uh, not many of you are wise by human standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of it is kind of couched like, you're not noble. Yeah. You're not of noble birth. You're not powerful in, you know, in, in, you know, by way of society. That, that, that doesn't hurt nearly as much as like... Even by human standards, most of you are pretty dumb. <laughs> You're a bag of hammers. <laughs> where yeah. else? Where else? What, 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 which, what, were you thinking of others? Because he is. He, as we read more of him, he really does kind of stand out. He's got that, that is the strongest. <laughs> he's one. got a little sharp tongue there. <laughs> yeah, and that is using the. Um, he's really putting down Greek philosophy and Greek values mm. of being as wise as possible. Of, gotcha. Some of you to... Greeks aren't as wise as you think you are. Yeah, you're a bag of hammers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what? So when he's talking earlier in 20, though, he says, uh, uh, where's the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God uh, made foolish the wisdom of the world? Is that specifically re- talking to the, 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 the Greek side of things that he talks about later? Uh, it, it, it almost then... As I reread that, it almost sounds a little snarkier than I read. That's why. That's that's where's the one who's wise? Where's the scribe? That's why I said which one. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your great debater of this age? Uh, um, Because you've already been proven that 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 um, our our attempted wisdom in this world is foolish. Yeah, yeah. 
we're not as elevated and as enlightened as, as you think you are. Um, yeah, and it's important. And, and one of the things that's important to realize or to, to keep in mind is with Paul's references to what we now call the Hebrew scriptures, he is not at all putting down learning or right. history or knowledge. It's instead he's putting down the um, cutesy rhetorical processes that the Greeks will use in debating him. Mm, okay. I, th I also feel as though he, what he's really saying is like, so what combining what you just said yeah. is he, it's not that he's saying like learning is bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not like he's saying um, these endeavors are, are not a good use of time. What he really says rounded out by verse 31 is look, it's okay to do these things, but your focus is kind of self-centered. Right, right. And you need to be it, learning and enlightenment and 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 uh, uh, kind of reaching that 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 higher, better you is not a celebration of oneself, mm -hmm. but a celebration of your creator. And you need to right. redirect that and be like, I do this not for me, but for the betterment of mankind or for, for, you know, to, to celebrate God's creation in some way, shape right. or form. Um, not to, not, not to draw attention to, to oneself and how smart, how, yeah, yeah. How smarty pants we are. Right. Um, but yeah, instead lift up God to people. Right. So see there, you know, uh, higher education and Christianity are not at odds. No. In fact, the Episcopal church has a long history of, sponsoring and opening colleges and schools and things. And we think that helps us learn better what mm -hmm. God desires and how God is active. There you go. Um, moving on to Matthew. Yeah. Let's move on to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. Part when, of the greatest hits. Part of the greatest hits. Uh, number 5. Uh, so. With a bullet. No. <laughs> uh, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So this is the Beatitudes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, where does that word come from, the Beatitudes? It... Uh... Blessedness. Okay. How? <laughs> Those two words do not sound the same. Um, I mean, they start with B, but... Yeah, I'm I'm at the moment blanking on whether it's the Greek or the Latin. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, a lot of this is... A lot of these are um, kind of run against the grain uh, uh, when, you, when you think about them as far as like... You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What, I mean, 
what was uh, what do you think the original reaction was to some of this? Because even now, uh, I read some of these. I'm like, right, really? Like, <laughs> blessed are the meek, because the, for they will inherit the earth. Like the meek never inherit the earth. I mean, that's kind of like it's the boastful and powerful and <laughs> loud ones who seem to control <laughs> who seem to control the, uh, the the earth. What are you talking about? Once again, countercultural. <laughs> yes, yes, as, as as Christ was known to do. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting to me in terms of something I didn't realize bef before I started looking at these uh, many years ago is that this literary form was common in the time of Jesus mm. of saying what is blessed and what is not. It goes back to this we talked about, I think, over a year ago in the podcast, Blessings and Curses. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a evolution of that form. So in Greek philosophy, in Jewish teaching, um, other literary um, endeavors in the time of Jesus, there would be this kind of construct of blessed are those people who do this. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the reward they get. And in Luke, Gospel of Luke, it has the um, woe tos, which Matthew does not, mm -hmm. and those are the curses. Gotcha. Um, so, so it's not so much. It, it, is it so much that hey, if you're meek, uh, this is is it really saying that that that'll be your uh, uh, your because it also it really more seems as though like if you if you mourn. You will become, you know, you will eventually find comfort. It's easy to if picture, you're, if isn't you're, it? If you're meek, you'll still be, you still have a place on this earth. Is is kind of more the the way that would logically make sense to me, as a, as opposed to yeah. like you're you're going to inherit the earth. How are you going to inherit? How's a meek person going to? Well, the the other way, inherit the earth, of course, has been a translation in English for years and years. Right. That could have also been just translated as inherit the land. Mm. with a presumed reference to the um, Holy Land, the as in God's gift to the people. Gotcha. And that you'll be among the people who are the Holy Ones. Mm. Um, that, that, and that still can be seem very vague and um, even unlikely. Right. But... We don't know how long history is. That's true. And I think it's also fair, to, I guess, to point out, which I just had this uh, realization. It's not to say none of these blessed statements say, and no one else will. Right. It, right. It, and on first reading, it kind of feels as though that's the implication. Yeah. Like, if if you're this, then this will happen. And only those, only yeah. in that in that context. But uh, so what he's really saying is, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because yours is also the kingdom of heaven. That's right. That You're could not, be it, that. It, it's not, you need to be like this. It's, mm -hmm. if you are like this, take comfort yeah. because... You're, you you'll be taken care of, which then puts in context the other, the rest of the beatitudes mm -hmm. of, of like some of them make a lot more sense. Blessed are uh, those who mourn; they will be for they will be comforted. But they're um, not the only ones comforted. They're not right. going to be the only ones comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, it, that makes that makes sense. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Um, uh, in, in implication that what you give, you will also get. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but God is also merciful even to those who are not merciful. Right. Exactly. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. The seed scatters everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so um, pure in heart, you will you will see, you will see God. Uh, peacemakers who be called children of God. Um, those who are persecuted for righteous sta- righteousness' sake. Uh, yours is also the kingdom of God, uh, uh, kingdom of heaven. So you and the poor mm-hmm. uh, in spirit. Uh, and then, um, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Uh, reward, rejoice and be glad for your reward is heaven. So this is, this is, I, I feel as though like as he goes down the list, everybody in the audience would have been like, oh, well, that's not so much me. Yeah. And then they'll get the one and be like, oh, that, that one kind of hit home. Yeah. 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 Um, and just one thing to, to circle back to the meek. Mm-hmm. Um, really, a, I think a better translation, and, and many other translators do, is powerless. Okay. So it's not it's not your own behavior stance. Gotcha. It's instead your social status. Right. It, it doesn't imply timidity. And, and, and no, not It all. just means like, blessed are you who are born outside of nobility and yeah. who don't have full control of your yeah. own destiny. Those of you who are on the bottom of the ladder. Right. Um. So, so Matthew does not get into the woes. No, that's kind of interesting, uh, especially yeah. considering the stand, you know, the longstanding tradition of blessings and curses. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is? The theory is that Luke was becoming upset at the hypocrisy within Christianity, mm. and so he wanted to turn up the heat on people who were using teachings like the Beatitudes and then probably the Beatitudes themselves mm-hmm. to sort to excuse their own um, apathy towards people who were on the bottom. Which makes sense because Luke, Luke does come later. So, yeah. uh, so Matthew influenced his writing. Yeah. Um, so then the million dollar question is, did Matthew omit or did Luke artificially add? That's right. That is the million dollar question. And what does father Bruce think? I think it's one of those that we're supposed to hold in tension. Oh, okay. Okay. That at times we should walk with the thought and the interpretation and the inspiration of Luke's and at other times Matthew's. Mm. One of the things with Matthew that the argument that Matthew is actually... The it's a one good non-answer, who, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> very Episcopalian. <laughs> uh, but... The, one of the arguments that Matthew is the, the more edited is that it's the spiritualized set, mm-hmm. whereas Luke is more explicitly now your physical, literal state of living mm. in his Beatitudes and therefore in the curses. Got it. So uh, Matthew has blessed are the poor in spirit, whereas Luke is blessed are the poor. Mm. And then the accompanying curse is um, about those who forget to feed the hungry, forget to, to take care of the poor. Right. So with that perspective, there are people who say Luke is the closer to the original, but we don't really know. And I, I think it's good to see which one is uh, speaking to us, presumably through inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 
The right. old thing, if it's making us comfortable, we should probably go to the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. If it's making us go, huh, that's the one we should sit yeah. with. Oh, I don't like that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's yeah. resonate in that. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> marinate in, the, in mm -hmm. that discomfort for you. Why are you? Boy, uh, uh, spirituality and, and, and uh, um, is, is just like therapy more yeah. than, than anything. Mm, tell me more about this discomfort that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Good therapy is a spiritual exercise. Yeah. 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 Even if it's not explicitly described that way. Um, anything else we want to say just, about the Beatitudes? Just a couple things. One is in Matthew, when it's the crowds, unlike in, say, John, mm -hmm. it is the people who are following Jesus. The, the, the crowds are friendly. Mm -hmm. Whereas in John, for instance, and a certain degree, Mark and Luke, it's a mixed bag. You have to read the whole context. See, is this a friendly crowd or a crowd looking to trip up Jesus? Gotcha. But, but in Matthew, it's it's a friendly group. Also, um, the Beatitudes in Matthew take place on a mountain, mm -hmm. and Jesus um, sits down to teach. That the sitting down to teach is the rabbinical body stance in the synagogues. Mm -hmm. So when he sat down and we're going, oh, okay, this is holy teaching about to happen. And at that, and the tradition was that's how Moses taught when he was sharing the covenant with the people um, in the in the wilderness. Oh, okay. So Matthew is very much recalling Moses's activities. Very similar imagery. Up the mountain. Up the mountain, mm -hmm. seated. Mm -hmm. um, and Luke, in contrast, has Jesus teaching on the plain. Mm. That it's it it's an interesting contrast. Again, the different images will appeal to us differently um, wherever we are in our spiritual walk. That Luke has a much more, frankly, egalitarian physical structure. Mm. That everyone's on the same level. And um, Matthew, in this case, in the Beatitudes, has literally an elevated status for the people that were closer to Jesus and those who were further down the mountainside. Hmm. Uh, I guess, technically, Matthew is not does not say that Jesus is saying this to the crowd. That's true. Yes. And in Luke, he does right. explicitly say it to the crowd. In, in a way, Matthew almost kind of implies as though he... Hid from the crowd. Yeah. Oh, and, I see the crowds. Let's go up the mountain. Yeah, they can't make side, it up there. Yeah. <laughs> you you who are ready for the advanced course, come on up. Right. And another thing that reinforces that interpretation is that the work by going up the mountain, Jesus re reduced the acoustical quality. Mm -hmm. If he had the people sit on the mountain and look down at him, Mm -hmm. the sound quality would have been much better for him to speak to a large crowd. Gotcha. Whereas shouting downward from a mountain, your voice dissipates all over the place. That would kind of also explain a little bit the difference between uh, the con the content uh, yeah. of the two Gospels. Because if Matthew, if, in this account in Matthew, what it seems as though is happening is Christ is instructing his disciples. Right. And saying, those people down, down there... This is what you need to keep in mind when interacting with them. Blessed mm -hmm. are the are the ones who have poor, who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn and, and be on the lookout for these individuals because they're important and they're they so this is indeed. instruction to the disciples. Whereas Luke's account is blessed are you, yeah, yeah, uh, and and these are blessed are those, yeah. So that's kind of that's very true, yeah, and and 
Yeah, and Luke, he is talking to those. I mean, he is talking to you. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, Bless are you among us. That's a good us image. Yeah, that there. Jesus is yeah. pointing to that crowd down right. the mountain that's kind of going, oh, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. Whereas in Luke, it's, hey, everybody, here's what I'm saying, and I'm standing right. where you all can hear me. So, yeah, Matthew's, Matthew's is kind of a... a Maybe a, maybe a precursor for the disciples of like, hey, things are gonna, things are gonna have start to happen here, and yeah. I need you to understand where it is that I'm coming from and what it is that I'm trying to tell these people because you're gonna start to have your own interactions, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just me. So when you talk to people, keep these things in mind. Yeah, and here's your instruction as my disciples and what we're gonna start to do here uh, as the story goes on. That's right. Cool. Where um, was that? Um, which is interesting. It, yeah. it, those differences, uh, I know a lot of people get tripped up uh, and um, have difficulty in how inconsistent mm -hmm. some of these stories are or how it, how um, things are interpreted one way and, and not another. And I, and it, the, I guess what I want to say about that is those differences should, I, I think, comfort you. Uh, not to, as an indication that um, these stories are untrue or that things, you know, didn't actually happen, but to to view it through the lens of the humanity here in the writings mm -hmm. uh, and the individual author's point of view, because the book of the, the these books of the Bible are not uh, God's stories to us. The, these books are our stories to ourselves. And yeah, uh, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, yeah. exactly, and and that is that is going to be different for different people. Mm -hmm. uh, there are those among us who have uh, different uh, aspects uh, or things that we're uh, uh, focused on, just as Paul kind of uh, yeah. uh, mentioned uh, tail end of uh, or the beginning part of this verse, and, and uh, but the tail end of last uh, uh, last week's. I'm not, I don't care, but I'm not the baptizer. That's right. Baptism, not my jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm a proclaimer. I'm, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I want to, I want to talk to you about your person, about your Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's mm -hmm. my thing. Uh, and, and it, it just, those differences uh, allow us then to find, uh, find people that we resonate with and mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, this is my mindset. But then also, give us insight into people who are not like us yeah, and show like, okay, this one, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see what this person sees or I don't feel what this person feels. I'm like, okay, but that's great. This is this author's, this is where they come from and their point of view. And there are others like, like him. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, the big thing to, to, for me is God is infinite. God's wisdom is infinite. And we have such limited minds such limited abilities to comprehend that we can't expect ourselves to reconcile the different scriptures, uh, but instead we just have to at times sit and be comfortable with the contrasts and, yeah. even, and even the contradictions. And by um, some spiritual practices, that's actually where the presence of God is found best. Right is in the contradictions. I believe. I, I believe uh, um, we kind of touched on this in a prior reading. Today. Yeah. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, yep. and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Yep. And we need to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, that helps keep us going. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I think this was your podcast for mm-hmm. uh, February 2nd, 2020. Uh, join us at 8 and 10. Uh, a continuing uh, um, um, adult education during nine and, and, and youth group during nine as well. Uh, some uh, some of which is uh, kind of touching base on the things that we're talking here. So Very much is, so. This is uh, uh, for for more. Uh, uh, visit the, uh, visit us uh, for that. Hopefully, we'll see you uh, in, in person. Uh, it, it, we wish you the best this week, and and we'll hopefully see you on Sunday. With that, I'm Ben, and I'm Bruce, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.